good, y'all. It's your boy Yada. It's your boy Sam. You tuning in to another episode of the Envelope Pushers podcast. Yes, sir. Want to talk about the Envelope Pushers? Yes, sir. I got you. So pushing the envelope means testing the limits, trying out new things, and often radical ideas. Uh, you know, so we do every episode, right? Make make sure to go check out the last episodes. Episode eleven. Um, yup. Black masculinity. This one should follow right into it, into it. Um, this time we got some sisters on, and we got um Jamil back on too. Um, so it's a it's a blessing to have all y'all back on here, and we're gonna let y'all introduce yourselves as well. Uh, ladies first. Yeah, yes, start? yes, ladies first. Um, my name is Remy. Um, other fun facts. <laughs> you can say a fun fact, might as well. Yeah. Yes. Or you can just introduce yourself. You know, either one. I'll just start out with that. <laughs> you go. Hi, I'm Ariel. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, Jamil, introduce uh, yourself again too. If people are just clicking on this one as well, and a little bit of your background and your podcast as well. Going on, everybody. My name is Jamil Muhammad from the Krishna Fist Podcast. I appreciate you all having me on once again. Sir, pleasure. Had, had to have Jamil back Any, on, man. It, was a good, it was a good conversation last time we was on here. So it was only right we brought him back. Um, and this time uh, we we got Remy and uh, Ariel with us to, to kind of answer some questions um, as a whole, have a little discussion, peaceful discussion, a positive environment, creating a positive environment for a peaceful discussion. Um, just to get some insights on how both both sides is looking. Of course, last time we talked about how uh, black masculinity is being attacked, um, not only by, you know, in social media and entertainment, but also by each other. Um, and, and some some things that can be misconstrued, mis, uh, misunderstood when it comes to masculinity and also just black men in general, and uh, as well as our uh, our image. So we want to bring other perspectives on and we want to have women on to share their perspectives, um, some of their experiences and some of their viewpoints on uh, masculinity one and then also uh, the black family being two. So y'all, if you want to start start us off with our first question, we can get straight into it. Uh, so our first question, I'll ask y'all, uh, what is the state of the black family today, right? What are, what are y'all thoughts and opinions on it? How, how, how's it working out for us? You want to start first, Sam? Yeah, I can, I can start off first. So yeah. state of the black family, um, of course, uh, it's always been under attack, um, at, at least from once we first stepped foot um, in America, the black family has always been under attack, I think. Um, more towards um, the 60s and 70s, people kind of go back to that that golden era of the black family being a little bit more together. But then, you know, once we hit the 80s, um, you know, it kind of got deviated from with the the war on drugs, which specifically attacked black families um, and breaking up the black families, specifically targeting um, black men and kind of putting them in a rut in a situation to kind of break us up. So. Um, currently, the state of the black, black family is, I don't know what the exact, we're not in a great state. Um, I don't hear a lot of people talking about marriages or, or building together. I think the most things um, that I'm hearing is, um, you know, we are all just chasing a bag, essentially. Um, and, 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 you know, you can't, you can't be wrong with that because we live in a capitalist society. But that's all I'm hearing right now. It, you know, it, it's not a lot of talks of marriage on social media. So, 
um, or even just building together. So uh, that's why we have this platform and this podcast right now to kind of create that conversations to combat that. But state of the black family, it, it's not in good health. That's what I'll say. Sure. And I'll, I'll go next, you know. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, it's definitely um, it's definitely in turmoil right now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we we can get it back, though. <laughs> you know what I'm Facts, saying? That's definitely true. You know, because I think we'll realize, you know, we're at our strongest is when our our men and our women are together. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, like, I guess marriage, you know, like the concept of that's a lot different. Like our grandparents were probably getting married a lot. I mean, a lot younger, too, I guess, mm-hmm. and just at a higher rate. So there's definitely been like a lot of changes. We've been through a lot. So I say it's really not at a good state right now. What about you, Jamal? Oh, hold on, Ariel. Uh, no, raise your hand. Okay. Oh yeah, it's you can okay. go. You can go. No, it's fine. I'll wait. Yeah, just, oh. just, just, just go ahead. Start up whenever you feel like you need to speak or something. We ain't, you know. Yeah. Just go ahead. You, you don't got to raise your hand or no. <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> no, just courtesy. Um, just courtesy. Uh, Zoom courtesy. Um, to back on what you guys say, um, I would think that so far the black families are being separate, separated. Um. I wouldn't say all because uh, I do know black family best together and it's beautiful. Um, the husband and the wife raised the children together and the children turned out um, excellent. So that is still a thing. It still exists. It's just, unfortunately, it's not as popular. Um, more so, we're pretty much separate. Like you said, everybody's more so focused on so chasing a bag. But uh, it's more so, it gets like that because the relationships don't work out so you know it makes it awkward you know you know two people that used to be in love now you have this child that you created and it's like it makes it awkward you know most of the time the woman just takes the the woman just takes the child and raise the child and then the the father you know is there you know pops in whenever he feels like you know he needs to be present but and that became the norm for us unfortunately and it it just confuses us it makes us like continue the broken cycle because if the father's not around to teach the the young girl who's turning to a woman how to be loved she don't know how um and if the father isn't around to teach the boy how to be a man he has to try to figure it out and he chances are he won't find out, he won't know how. So, and it just continues and continues, but um, we're just separating, but not all of us. It's some of us that still believe in having structure and having a family. So um, if we could all just get on one page, I feel like we lead the way. If you could give love, then you'll want it. You'll want to give it. And so we'll be back on track, but right now it's just a tough time. We're all pretty separate right now, doing our own thing, but it's not to say it's gone forever. Sure. All right, Remy, you wanna give your thoughts on it, thoughts and opinions? Um yeah, I guess to piggyback off of that, um I think that yeah, like our generation, you know, with social media and with lots of other influences, it's been like the norm, I feel like has kind of changed. But then also at the same time, you know, women have more opportunities now, like more getting educated and starting our own businesses and stuff like that. So that I feel like that has also changed what women I feel like um, like their opportunities and what they kind of settle for in the past. Now they don't really have to settle because 
hey, I'm making my own money. I have my own business, you know, that type of a thing. So I don't know. I feel like we can change it, but it starts with like an awareness that, look, you know, this is a problem. This is something we have to work towards. And it's better if we work together instead of just, you know, bashing black women on one hand or then, you know, bashing black men on the other hand, like coming together and actually listening and seeing like, okay, what is, you know, where is there maybe some truth to something? Where can we actually um, come together instead of, you know, uh, be at each other's throats all the time? I feel like we can start there. Sorry, like, um, oh. are you saying because uh, nowadays everybody are more comfortable being independent, we just pretty much have to learn how to come back together and work together to be a family? Yeah, I feel like hearing each other out instead of, um, you know, blaming like more conversations like this, I feel like, you know, starting more conversations that are healing instead of attacking on either side. Yeah, coming together more so and um, being able to talk will make us a family again. Facts, facts. Communication is key. Yeah. I know you want to go ahead. Absolutely. I think the current state of the black family is definitely a state of disconnect. It's not unified. Um, generally, I would say mm. in general, we're not together on one page. You know, that's why I was talking about family economics, while I was talking about family relationships and, you know, dealing with trying to mend all of this trauma that we have in our, in our society. So, I think one thing that, that we don't realize that we've been taught is to value everything other than us being unified. So we do value more so now money, education, um, and trying to, you know, come up. But one thing that one key component that we're missing is doing it together because we're always kind of had this individualistic outlook on things. So how can I do it for myself rather than how can I do this with my people? And I think the way that it looks too other communities that are not black is also in an ununified manner so the current state is ununified in my mind and it also uh, we're missing that key component of really valuing what it really means to be unified and together yeah i, I like that answer you can go ahead um ariel it's just just interrupt um Actually, to piggyback on what Jamil said, I completely agree 100%. Uh, like, for instance, you know, beauty supply stores or restaurants or even nail salons that, you know, foreigners own, what they do is they all come together as community and they put into this one pot. And once they, like, made their profit back, it's time for the next person to become successful. And they all invest into that person. And when the money is made back, it's time to invest into the next person, creating, like, a generation of wealth for themselves and within their community because they are united, like you were saying. Like, it's take us being united and stuff like that. So it, I will hope to see you, like, one day us do it. Um, pretty much, like, I don't really, we really don't do that. Maybe for, like, friends or family but not like, oh, because, oh, you're black, I'm black, let's come together, invest in, I'm investing to you. When I make the money back, we're going to invest into them. When we make that money back, we're going to invest. We don't do that. We pretty much is like all about ourselves. So it's crazy that you mentioned that because I agree 100%. And they yeah. do know, I think it's definitely noticeable. Mm -hmm. 
because nice. even the we laugh mm. and say the Hispanics always crowd each other in one house and crowd each other in one space. But when you think about it, think about how much money they save. Think about how much they can pretty much do and provide for the next person living in that house because everybody come together. I have um, my little cousin's mother. She's half Hispanic and half African American. So like at, in their household. You know, one person watch all the kids while they go out, Some the rest of people go out to work. And that's something that I wish that more of us did because a lot of things single mothers complain about is, well, I need a babysitter, I need a babysitter, I need a babysitter. Well, you take some, you take some more single mothers, live together, and maybe somebody could, it just help each other out. You get what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. know, nah, like nah. You know, it, that is key. That is key. I, I definitely agree with that. And I like how you kind of extended it further than just, you know, uh, the nucleus of the family. So just the the mother, the father and the child. I like that you kind of extended it more to kind of a, a, a village raises, raises a child and a village, yeah. a village, you know, villages come together and they, they bring the whole community with them. So I like that you extended that part as well and, and put that out there because that is huge. I don't think um, we push that as much as, as a community. Um, uh, and when we do push kind of that village, it's almost taken as, uh, you know, people think of it as being in a gang, but we know where, how those started, but that's the only time that I kind of see like that village mentality other than like social change pushes. Um, so I like that you brought that up. Yeah, I yeah. suppose if it's the right type of gang, not gang banging, but if yeah. it's like back in the day where they pretty much came together and they like gave back to the community, that would be amazing to see that happen nowadays instead of uh, pretty much war between each other over materialistic items. Um, that would yeah, be for, cool. for sure. I like the point that you brought up too, like, like kind of like, I don't know, like you kind of brought in, I mean, you didn't say these exact words, but it was kind of like being patient, like seeing somebody else succeed in your community. And because, because they're succeeding now, it doesn't mean you won't succeed, but mm -hmm. for you to succeed, maybe somebody else has to do their thing first, or maybe, you know, we got to help this person build his business up so then I can have mine later or something. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of times we want to be the one, like yeah. we want to, we want to be the MVP. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We want, <laughs> we want all the attention, but maybe like helping other people will, also contribute to your success as well. But like, yeah, I feel like at times we definitely don't see it as that. Like we just want to be the only one doing it. You know, we don't want to do it as a community. So. Thanks. Cause what, what do we see all the time? We see the, um, it's my time. I'm coming up now. You know, it's, it's my come up. I did this by myself. Like we glorify, like yeah. doing it the hardest ways. Like even with parents, like people will get on you if you 24 still living with your parents, like, and you wow. know, others, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And other sides, they letting their kids stay in the house until their kids can afford a house at 28. But you did it on your own and you you praying on a house at, at 50. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like the other side gets to do that and nobody says nothing to the other side. But we, you know, in our community, you know, you you 26 still at your at your mom's, even though you stay, you know, not being a you know a bum or nothing, you know, you still on your grind, but you, you know, making your money and you you still at your mom's. What you what you doing? Why why ain't you got your own spot? This and that. Like it, you know, it's bigger things. Like we gotta start worrying about the, the bigger issues and actually building wealth inside of our families and I think yeah. that's one thing that I, I don't I don't like being pushed you know I did this by myself you know we don't give no gratitude to anybody yeah. else that's um, part of our community and part of my uh, our come-ups whatever you want to call it 
Um, and that's one thing that I like to do. I like to show gratitude to the people that got me to any position I'm in because I know it took a lot to get, you know, I know it takes a lot to get uh, black people to certain levels and it's not just by yourself uh, ever. So uh, I like that y'all brought that up as well. And actually yeah, so. piggyback on that, I honestly feel like now we're getting ready to go into the topic. That's where to me, uh, toxic masculinity comes from, and that could be from both sides, either male or female, like, because that whole, I did it by myself, and it was all me, I really don't like saying it, I don't say that, and I don't like when people say that, because it's like, you don't even give credit to God, you didn't wake yourself up, so how you do that, how, tell me, how did you do that, so, um, but I feel like that kind of creates it where you pretty much in your head, you kind of make yourself your own little God. You kind of put yourself in a position where you like, well, I did this by myself and I don't need anybody. I don't need any help. And it kind of like builds that pride up, which having pride is a good thing, but it's like, it's a bad thing at the same time, because when you have too much pride, like you can't even grow, honestly, you can't grow like that. But um, yeah, that's my three cent. <laughs> my little three cent. Sure, that kind of goes into our next topic, can y'all? If you want to read it off for us. Yeah. So the next question is like, what are some disconnects between black men and black women? <laughs> y'all want to go first? Where are you looking at? <laughs> I thought that was a good question. It's all good. It ain't got to be too harsh. It ain't got to be too deep. We just, you just want to know a few, just, just to hear the other side, another perspective. Yeah. I feel like off top communication, I feel like is a big disconnect. Um, yeah, I feel like you can even go into that just with the way that um, women, I feel like communicate versus men, like, and this is this is just generalizing, but I feel like a lot of the times, like, um, I don't know. I feel like girls kind of think more emotionally, and like, men kind of think more like rationally. Yeah, rationally, and so there can be kind of a disconnect there, especially like over something that, you know, maybe to you might seem like a small thing, like you brush it off, but to her, she's overthinking it. She's, you know wondering like you know what's going on type of a thing like I don't know and like situations like that with disagreements or stuff that is miscommunicated it's like how you discuss it and how you go about it can like I feel like make or break um you know the relationship moving forward I think that was good that's just one example though that I could think of okay I think that was good um I think that was a really good uh, mine to be backgrounds, just because I honestly was just acknowledging this earlier, finding out what happened to Polo G. I feel like men have it tougher. I'm not going to be oblivious and say, oh, women have it tougher. Da, 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 da. No, honestly, I feel like black men have it the toughest. And it's to the point where I'm actually scared to have one. Uh, just because I know how tough it is. I feel like I would probably be terrified if I had a son. Uh, and I feel like because of that, that is like a disconnect. I feel like because uh, men have it tougher, they're supposed they're supposed to be tough, so they have it tougher. And because of that, I feel like that's kind of is a disconnect. That might be why some of the guys are so aggressive. Some guys are so aggressive because they feel like they always have to be tough. Um, 
which piggybacks on what my nephew, who's six years old, told me out his own mouth that he feels like he could be nice around my house because I live in the suburbs, but around where we grew up at, he feels like he has to be tough. And, you know, I just feel like background definitely plays a disconnect because sometimes he can be, he can be a little mean, even to me. I'm his auntie and sometimes he can be a little aggressive with me. Mm-hmm. But when he's at my house, he's not aggressive with me. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Definitely hear you on that one. And um, I like that you kind of acknowledged um, kind of how the other side might be feeling or how black men might be feeling. Um, but then I think too, like, um, it's kind of like a, a battle because black men and black women have been hurt so much and, and you know, uh, and suffered through a lot of trauma. Um, especially now, um, not now, but women are able to, or are voicing their opinion more and their feelings more, which is definitely respected. Um, and the things that they go through, um, sometimes, you know, us as a community don't acknowledge it always. Uh, black men don't acknowledge it always, sometimes being too aggressive, or we internalize things differently um, as far as mental things, because I know black women in certain spaces, they're attacked way more harshly than, than black men. Um, and then in other spaces, black men are attacked harsh, more harshly than, than black women. And I think it's kind of that, that disconnect that, that you guys have brought up in that communication where, you know, it's okay that not, it's not okay, but you know, we're both being hurt in different spaces and we're trying to go against each other on who's being kind of hurt the most. Um, And so, and, and that battle in itself is wrong and negative uh, because we shouldn't be being hurt at all. And I think those are the opportunities where we need to kind of lean on each other where women, you know, they can, they can think, uh, think more uh, of more solutions for certain problems and certain aspects that they can control um, as far as, you know, black women have been going up and and raising the bar for education and entrepreneurship. Um, Some, some areas where, you know, uh, black men still struggle, struggle with, and, and then also the, 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 the body image things, some of the body images and some of the Western standards that black women have to deal with in the box that they're put in that some black men, you know, you know, we don't have, we don't necessarily think about our hair every time we go into professional places, you know, if we don't have dreads or a, a, a big Afro, then we can essentially skate by with, you know, our hair looking either way, but black women being so versatile and how many hair options, how many hairstyles they can put in that are all still being attacked. I think that's another light that, you know, black men can shed a light on to protect black women more in those spaces when it comes to that. So I like that you guys talked about that communication and that kind of disconnect there. And I'm gonna let uh, Jamil or Kenyatta go next and and talk about what they think. Yeah, Jamil, you wanna go next? Most definitely, man. Y'all been, I like like what I'm hearing so far, especially the first thing that came to my mind was communication Mm because There there have been many times I'll be, you know, uh, conversing with a young lady and then I'll try to get my point across directly. And the point she's trying to get across is like kind of ambiguous. And I'm just like, what are you like? What are you saying? Like, you know, so it's like I'm noticing the way that I'm thinking or trying to communicate is not the same as when you kind of have to. The disconnect is really understanding one another because it's like what she's saying might not be exactly, but you got to know what she means in a way. 
And then I also like what Sam said, we talked about um, body image because that's another disconnect in understanding what it means to love yourself. Um, and, you know, understanding where you are and where you want to be, you could love both of those things, right? So um, what does that actually mean to love yourself? What does that mean to love your brother or your sister in the way where you all are sharing love with one another rather than thinking when you see another black person, um, you're thinking about something negative. So I think to me, one of the major points of disconnect is the lack of self-love because you hear all the time, you can't love yourself, you can't love nobody else. And that goes for your brother, your sister, any other black person that you see. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. Like definitely communication is definitely, I remember when I said communication is key when uh, the sister made a point earlier and that's definitely like, like one of the biggest disconnects, you know, cause even like conversations like this, like I've had conversations with black women that just went left, you know what I'm saying? Cause we just can't get to an understanding or maybe the words I'm using, it's like they don't agree with, or I don't know, you know what I mean? It's just, you know, on both sides, it's always like a, uh, something just with the understanding, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, definitely, um, communication uh what else come to mind. yeah that's really it just communication and understanding you know they definitely go uh hand in hand so that's what i think i think that's the yeah. biggest yeah and if, if i was talking too much at the beginning just to wrap all that up man it's just just understanding the struggles of both sides um that both sides are facing i think that's one of one of the bigger disconnects uh that, that we're facing with in the black family because we're, we're, we're struggling as a whole, but then two understanding their separate struggles um, and, and how we need to attack those battles, whether, you know, it's from the smallest thing of, you know, whether that's physical or the mental um, it, it's on all fronts. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like, or what I've been perceiving, you know, with, with men, it's a, it's a lot of physical, um, at least from the other side, um, and we can get to, you know, some of the, the intersectionalities within the black family too, as well, but um, the physical and then the mental side and um, the perception side for, for black women, at least that that's, that's how I perceive like where most of the attacks is coming from. And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong um, when it, when it comes to that, because you know, what, what I hear often from media, you know, black women are loud, they got attitudes, uh, you know, physical appearance, um, yeah, hair, it's like it's usually it's that, that's what I'm hearing. What you said, go ahead. Yeah, I go said, ahead. Yeah, and if somebody else do it, they're spicy. Yeah, 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 exactly. They're spicy. <laughs> right, 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 right. But they're Latina quirky. does it, they spicy, right? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. spicy. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that's what that's what I see. I see a lot. And then of course, um, on the black male uh on black men's side, it's it's a lot of the physical um stuff there. So but we can go on to our, our next question. Yeah, well, well, actually, okay, I actually just thought of this. And since mm -hmm. we are talking about communication and black men and black women, I have a question for the sisters, right? And this is something like I've noticed. Do you think black women are good at taking criticism and self-reflecting? Um, I'd be honest. <laughs> I can only speak for myself. Yeah. Okay, go, go ahead. On who it is. <laughs> if you try to criticize me and to me, Honestly, in my personal opinion, I feel like you don't have your stuff together. I'm not going to take it well because mm. you, you can't call the kettle black. Mm -mm. If you're a fly, a fry, you can't call me black. If you're a kettle, we're both black. But if I feel like, okay, I respect this person and they're coming to me and they're saying like, oh, Ari, I feel like this, this, that. I'm going to take that and I'm going to respect that and I'm actually going to fix it. I'm going to work on it because I respect that person. So if, you know, 
Yeah, I feel like it's how that criticism is um, uh, like portrayed, like how it how it's conveyed. Like if it's you know just destructive, like then yeah, like I feel like no, like I'm not gonna take that. But if it's where it's like a conversation, I feel like that's where communication comes in, like how you communicate that. Then yeah, I mean obviously like there are times you know on social media where like. You know, I'll see people say like, oh, black women can't take criticism, they can't da 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 which I don't think that's true. I just feel like, like with um, what we were talking about earlier with black women, like our appearance being judged constantly, like for more criticism on that, of course, it's like, oh, come on, like it's enough now, like the reaction is going to be annoyed where like versus if it's something that's more constructive. Like if it's just the same kind of destructive criticism over and over again, it's not really gonna be taken well as opposed to, you know, something that actually is like a conversation, like what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Can okay. I um, back off of that really fast? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so like she was saying on social media, sometimes how black women are criticized, I'm gonna bring up the most recent topic with is, um, women when we go out in our bonnets and scarves and um stuff like that and i think that was a that was a point that was within that was just black women to black women like Mm -hmm. men i don't even think we're involved in that one but um that's an example for sure yeah it was just black women to black women saying that oh you shouldn't go out in your bonnet and scarf and stuff like that and um to be honest i think If you're not paying for that young lady's hairstyle, you should just mind your business. You don't know what she has going on. You don't know how her hair is. Say if she just had found that she had to go through chemo treatment, she just shaved her head off, but she's not comfortable to go outside, so she threw a bonnet on. Mind your business. If you're not paying for that hairstyle, whether it's you paying to get her natural hair done or a a weave hairstyle mind your business if it's not you then just mind your business because you just never know what that person is going through you don't know their situation if they can even afford to get their hair done but they they don't want to go out with an afro on top of their head just like it's not cool to attack people uh, based on that like because you just never know if that person could be a billionaire but so happened, they might have got a hairstyle they didn't like, so they threw a bonnet on it because they're going to their next appointment, which is in a different country or something. You just never know. That shouldn't even be the main focus anyways. You should go based on how they treat you versus how they appear. If church say you can come as you are in front of uh, like God, then who are, I feel like who are humans? Like, honestly, mm-hmm. so it's just like, no. No, I don't like that at all. And uh, the celebrity Monique, she's a comedian, and she was just saying, "Oh, you should tell pull a young lady aside and tell her have more respect for yourself." You just that's not okay because, like I said, you never know what that person is going through. Say they only got five dollars to their name, they want their hair done, they can only afford a one dollar do rag. Who are you to tell them they should take it off their head? If they're comfortable in it, let them be. I like that answer. I like that answer. Yeah, and, sure. and I would I would ask too. <clears throat> so with I think Monique started off that that conversation. Was there a better way of explaining that, or a better way of asking for a black standard or a, a black? 
essentially a black standard of appearance. Um, not saying, you know, you having your bonnet off is needs to be the standard or anything like that, but is there a better way she could have went about saying that? Yeah, I would say like, I would say even with that, I feel like there's a problem if there has to be a black standard of appearance, because Mm -hmm. why do we have to have a standard, but then other groups don't? Like, I feel like that very point is what's destructive to our community. And like, Mm -hmm. I feel like with this conversation, you know, obviously there's going to be some women that, you know, feel a certain type of way. Maybe they never wear a bonnet outside. Okay, that's fine. That's what you want to do some women they feel more comfortable or they're protecting their hair from the style you just never know I feel like it's just one of those conversations where we try to make it into respectability politics and like oh we should always be presented well when we go outside and you know like when you get to the root of that like I feel like just that very root of that is like racism like ingrained racism like feeling like we have to be our best selves when we're outside all the time to you know, appease, you know, society. And I feel like, yeah, that's just what I think on that. And to piggyback on what you said, I think you're right. We hold ourselves to certain standards that we don't hold other groups to. Mm-hmm. I went to a very diverse high school and it would be people, all types of people walking in with pajamas on. Like, it's like, <laughs> No, if we gonna have if, we, if one person can't walk in with pajamas, nobody should be able to walk in with pajamas, and that's just how it is. If you're not gonna, it, matter of fact, if you're not gonna be handing these people out blouses, maybe they can and they can only afford pajamas. Then we just, I'm gonna just mind my own business. I'm gonna just make sure I come how I feel like I feel comfortable, and they obviously gonna do what they wanna do because that's what they wanna do. <laughs> okay, I definitely hear that. I definitely understand okay. that one. I guess for, I guess like the next question I want to ask. So, okay. This like, I've heard this before, like this, like respectability politics or something like that. Now I understand like with some examples, you know, you gave, maybe it's like, okay, like if that that person can afford then like you can't really criticize them, but do you believe there should be like a standard of like, maybe not all the time, but in certain settings should should black folks have like a standard of like, this is how we're going to carry ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And not just just clothing, but like even like just attitude and things we say, you know what I'm saying? As far as attitude and morals, yes. Yes. At all times, your morals should be at its all-time high. Mm -hmm. And that's just because that's one of like the commandments, if anything, like that's following the commandments. So yes, as far as morals, of course, I don't care if you're wearing a garbage bag, as long as your morals is correct. Okay. Uh, Jamil, you got anything to add to that? I think that that conversation is very, um, at first when I heard people talk about it, I thought it was real petty, but I didn't realize it being such a, you know, kind of like a big deal in a way. I think just based off of how I grew up that people should, you know, you when you're being, I can see if you went inside your house is different. The way I grew up is you always, if you're leaving the house, you leave it presentable looking because you never know who you can run into. Um, and it's kind of like a, a show of self-respect. I don't know if that's a, a cultural thing for me, but um, that's how I view it. So I, I wouldn't say necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily say that I would be like, you know what I'm saying, pro bonnet this in, in the way I view it. But I, I do think in general, you should, you should go to places looking presentable. 
like, especially if they're in places that are, you know, a lot of people, I can see if you're running in the store or something, but like going to the mall or to just certain events, that's how I was raised. So that's what I think about it. Hey, also, I want to ask you in particular, like, do you, you want to give people a background? Because, like, you know, I understand the way you grow up, right? You know, uh, learning, you know, in the nation of Islam, right? You want to under, you want to explain to them, like, the, the FOI MGT standard on that, like, your perspective on it? Absolutely. You, um, both men and women practice modesty in a way where you are respectable and you respect other individuals. It's very military I would say a militant discipline kind of upbringing. So you always make sure your nails, hand, uh, your hair, face, body is clean, everything. And you just have like a certain kind of similar to the military, how they always have to be neat and everything, how they present themselves. So um, that was part of my upbringing. And, you know, it's, it's brought a lot of reward to it. So that's a little bit of my background, how, to, how I was raised. Definitely hear that. Respect that too. 100 you got you got any input on this sir um as far as the the bonnet conversation um me personally uh um me personally i don't really have too much on it um i think it kind of goes back to when everybody was kind of telling um black men and black boys to you know stop sagging um and pull up their pants or you know all y'all wear is Jordans, like you can't wear Jordans in a certain setting and, and things like that. And then also to um, dreads in a certain setting as well. So I think that kind of goes back to it. Um, kind of just, it's not the same, but it is the same because, you know, I think from early on, even, there was like a whole generation against people sagging and, you know, I'm, I'm not pro go, go sag, but it was still, you know, some people couldn't afford a belt or something like that. Or my, my, my jeans is three times big because I can't afford to get jeans. So these is hand-me-downs from my pops or something like that. Or I'm dressing like this, be, you know, I'm dressing like the, the thug or the, or the gangster um, because, you know, this is all I got, you know, my mom can only afford me to get a black hoodie to rock with some black Air Force Ones. And we know the name that black Air Force Ones got, got now, you know, if you wear a black Air Force Ones, you the, you the thug, you the, you know, you the dusty one out the, out the group if you got on black Air Force Ones. But I think it kind of goes back to that. And as far as women, you know, I don't understand, <clears throat> understand all the issues that they um, go through with their hair and their, their image. So, you know, when black women start talking on certain issues with, with among themselves, I tend to uh, stay out of that and let them figure it out until they come to an agreement on where it's supposed to be. Um, but as long as we're not looking crazy uh, as a unit, then, that, then that's fine with me. As, as long as we're not looking crazy you know, in certain settings, I, I want to be, uh, you know, I want to uh, exude that black excellence, you know, when, I, when, I'm, when I'm with my significant other or um, yeah. with the opposite gender yeah yeah for sure i mean of course like what jamil said like if you're raised like that then that's you should go outside your best foot forward that's how i was raised even when it comes down to how you speak my grandma was very big on grammar so if i said i couldn't really speak slang around my grandmother mm -hmm. i couldn't at all so um i get that but something that we have to teach the community is just because other people do do that we not supposed to like judge them or like be mean to them or like 
try to I, what Monique was suggesting people to do was mm -hmm. almost like I don't know it's kind of it could go easily be bullying she was mm -hmm. telling encouraging other women to go up to women and tell them oh you should care about yourself more than to come outside looking like that that could easily be taken the wrong way and it could escalate and do something it could be something very different so um you just never know if you walk up on the wrong girl and tell her like you know what you outside with your scarf on you need to have more respect for yourself you don't know that girl she could easily pop you on your face and it's a problem it's so probably like why this girl just punching me oh because i told her she was um because i don't know what she has going on it could be her birthday and she's on her way to get her hair done and i told her to have more respect for herself and she felt disrespected she popped me so it's like uh <laughs> it's, just, it's really how you go about it that's i'm like play it safe you want to play it safe look the other way <laughs> just like as long as you come correct and you just if you're comfortable that's how you come in but monique was suggesting people to go up to the other person and tell them about themselves i don't support that i don't think uh, that would be okay i feel you on that i mean yeah. even when we talked about like communication i mean we talked about it like between black men and black women but i guess even amongst each other right like let's say somebody i mean like certain things is just hard to address but like like you said like delivery is like important too you know what i'm saying like if I'm going to talk to a black man, let's say I see something I don't like, you know, there, there's a way to go about it. You know what I'm saying? Like if I talk to him crazy, you know, I might, he might do something crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> You know, it's just about how we communicate with each other. Right. Just, you know, being respectful. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So another thing I want to bring up is um, I know like for the couple of points that we mentioned, it seemed like, a lot of this stuff is being talked about on social media a lot. So mm -hmm. like, and not only are black folks seeing this, but like everybody's seeing it, right? It's for the world to see. So like, how is social media affecting the image of like the black family or just black men to women uh, relationships? I honestly feel like some of these rappers are pers uh, pursuing and pursuing these boys to mistreat women. I really feel like that. Uh, and I feel like it's been going around for a very long time. Like nowadays, a lot of men like address the a woman, no matter who she is, as the B word, because for some reason they feel like it's okay. Even if they put it a my before they say it mm -hmm. to make it better. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is my B. No, she's not. <laughs> she's not. <laughs> but, uh, I feel like that that's something because I blame social media because of that. I also blame social media uh, with the whole body shaming. A lot of men told me that I need to gain weight and all this other stuff because nowadays women are more fuller. So because they see on social media, women are more fuller nowadays. So they pretty much bash body shame me because I'm slimmer. I blame social media because of that. I blame social media be, um, for this European standard of beauty, but now it's more so Middle Eastern standard of beauty since the Kardashians are a big thing now. Um, I blame social media because of that. 
I blame social media for um, not promoting black wealth and just pretty much promoting buying up these expensive designers instead of saving and investing. Like a guy, you will easily catch a guy having at least five Gucci shirts instead of taking that money and investing into property. So that could get passed down, but he got on Gucci, right? I blame social media because of that. Um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, so social media definitely does promote, like, this, like, fast, like, you know, rich, like, made it on my own, just like how we were saying earlier, type of lifestyle, and, you know, you don't really know what it took for them to get that, or if it's even real, you just see the picture, and you see the likes and the follows, but I think back to, um, you know, like the question at hand, like, I think it also, social media has made, made toxic seem like the cool, like the norm, the standard to, oh, I'm toxic, oh, she, he toxic, like, um, you know, retweeting memes and stuff like that, because, you know, Future says it or whoever raps about it, so he has all the, the B words, I want to be like him, or, you know, and it's like, I feel like men and women sometimes like you see in relationships, like people trying to outdo each other to be more nonchalant because you don't want to seem like the one with feelings and the one that is actually like affected by things. So, you know, it's like a tit for tat game. And I feel like that's also how social media has made it that seem like the norm. And so instead of communicating, we're just be going tit for tat. Oh, they, they did this, I'm gonna do that. Oh, you know, they did this, I'm a ghost them or I'm a, you know, it's that type of a game and so it's become I feel like that's been very like detrimental to us trying to work together and it's you know kind of perpetuated these like just like being separate from each other instead of working together yeah like the toxicity and popping pills like making drug uh, abuse popular as well yeah I mean a lot of things definitely um, I blame social media for making drug abuse popular a lot of young people are popping prescription medication, not knowing what it actually does to the body, not knowing that this medication was made for this certain reason. So you abusing it may have effects later later on. You might not see it now, but you just never know how it's gonna affect your body later on. But because it's like uh, promoted all over social media, like the lean drinking, the drinking of the, the medicine is not okay. The the perk popping, all that other stuff is, is just not okay. Not knowing that, you know, this stuff is serious. Like you're actually seriously messing up your body. Um, not knowing that people are actually dying every single day because of drug overdose be because of this, but it's promoted from these rappers. Future gonna promote, yeah, pop perks and drink lean, but he's not gonna promote why he do it or, if he's even prescribed to even do it. Like, you don't know if he actually is getting prescribed that or well, I doubt it, but ju you just never know. But because he says he's doing it, everybody else want to do it. So if he dies, do y'all want to die too? Because what happened to, what was that rapper who, um, who, yeah, yeah, he did a lot of, um, prescription pill popping and he overdosed. That's is serious. That's some serious stuff. It's serious. Okay. I I lost somebody that I went to elementary school with 
he had an overdose, but I promise you, every time I seen him, I told him he needed to stop doing it. Like I was the granny. I'm the proud granny of everybody that knows me. Um, but it's sad. Like it's sad because I, I would tell him all the time, you know, you just need to stop doing it. You need to stop doing it. But he had friends around that was promoting it. Mm-hmm. Social media was promoting it entertainment was promoting it so it's just like he just kept doing it facts 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 mm-hmm. that's what that's what social media does though like it presents a pseudo reality so people think social media the standards and things like that ought to be brought into reality and that's the disconnect in my mind because usually when we have like a fantasy or something that we admire and we make it into a reality that fantasy becomes a nightmare in a way. So I've been in a couple different, um, I wouldn't say relationships, but I've been, you know, I talked to somebody and they'll see like that, that one page on, 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 on Instagram is called uh, me and somebody's son, you know, where they had like, you know, some dope picture, like um, a black man, a black woman, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. They'll try to duplicate that in real life. And it's just like, look, can can it be organic? And, you know, they take standards, like relationship standards from social media and try to, you know, apply it to real life. You know what I'm saying? For sure they do. Like the whole, oh, Ari got a Birkin because money bag buy it. So now this guy has to buy me a Birkin. No, this guy only makes $15 an hour. How can he buy you a Birkin? Yeah, nowhere near. And yeah. I think I think for a lot of this topic, it was more so towards entertainment, and of course, you know, us as a community, we that's oftentimes how a lot of us can start from the bottom and, and reach new heights very quickly. Um, I like that you brought up um, hip hop in general. I think hip hop, um, especially just rapping like rap and and sometimes R and B now, because the R and B dudes is, is getting down a little different than than in the past, but yeah. Um, it, it, it's kind of it, it, it's it's definitely, yeah it's, it's definitely changing um I think it's kind of always been like that for for men and then as as women kind of came into into to hip-hop um and, and being more noticed um it was another message that kind of got pushed so you know one side just kind of uh disrespecting black women um through their music and then to um introducing some female rap that kind of separated the family even more by, you know, rapping about the Birkins. And if he ain't got this, then he can't get me. Um, if he ain't, you know, a porn star, then we can't do nothing. If, you know, right. he ain't finna touch me, if we ain't, you know, on this level. Um, yeah. And then also people glorifying those relationships. Um, mm-hmm. I think sometimes we get caught up in, in glorifying these hip hop and these entertainers relationships, whether that's male or female. Um, and you know, oftentimes they're not getting married. They're just, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend, they'll they'll date for six months and people already have them as their poster. I want this type of love, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, people getting cheated on behind the scenes, people letting hall passes go behind the scenes, you know, not knowing the whole story, but you know, they, they see them on IG posted up in the, in in Jamaica or Tulum or something like that. And and that's the kind of life everybody wants to live. So I think that's, you know, giving a a fake perception of what, uh, kind of black love is and, 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 
Mm-hmm. That's what Jamil was just saying. Pretty yeah. much the fake perception of love because of social media. Like they see you. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Uh, they they see it on social media. They want to recreate it, and if they can't, it's a problem. Does he literally? Yeah. So I, I think that that kind of goes into it, and then also social media is just a place where we we all show our our greatest achievements. So everybody yeah. wants to look perfect um, on so- social media. Um, so if you're in a situation, you know that you. kind of invested in so being in a relationship with somebody else and and you can't post that relationship on social media it's kind of then what's the point of of being here and I think that's another issue um, as far as building together and actually taking things to to the next level so I think social media does a lot of a lot of damage um, as far as the uh, black people's image because we see it and then also other communities getting in on black people's image and, and talking down on on our image or choosing a side on, on people's image, uh, on what, what's supposed to be perceived, whether that's um, white men in control of the entertainment industry, pushing uh, negative connotations and pushing abuse to black women, or it's the, the certain movements uh, attacking black men in, in order to uh, kind of gain uh, a ground in, in being at the top essentially. Um, and I know uh, as far as like feminist movement, some things like that, a lot of our black women were undermined and undercutted by white women in that movement um, and still being part of their family uh, and their family uh, still being united and kind of kind of putting another cut in, in black men and black women being disconnected. So I also want to throw that in there as well, because I know social media plays a big part in that as well. So can we please talk about it like you already touched it you tapped it on the head <laughs> gotta talk about it you said how the white man is controlled of social like pretty much the inter- the music entertainment business which is true but yet he hires artists to push toxic to- toxic toxicity thank you for that <laughs> like pretty much for female rappers i've noticed that uh 95% of them promote prostitution. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that. And um, for men, 95% of them promote uh, violence, but they're paid to do so. And those artists that don't promote that, they don't get promoted. You don't really know about them unless you just look into that stuff, which is sad. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, if Yada or Jamil want to speak on that. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I definitely agree, right? And if, if y'all are watching and y'all watched our, like, uh, our episode we had on, like, the entertainment industry, right? You know, we we built on this, right? And um, a brother by the name of Professor Griff, right, really looked into this. And he was like, you know, who controls all these radio stations, right? And mm-hmm. it was white people, right? You know, Jew, Jews in particular at that time. But it's just other groups of people that are controlling our narrative for us, right? But there was a time where hip hop wasn't really like that too. You know what I'm saying? So on right. the bright on the bright side, we definitely do um have a chance to change it. You know, like a lot of people are starting to make it independent, right? You know, they're starting to realize that they don't have to be on these slave record deals. You know what I'm saying? And they can start making music the way they want. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, we got to find a way to really control our narrative. And I don't know, cause there is some people like, you know, there's violence in their raps. 
And I understand if somebody's talking about like, okay, when NWA came out, right? Now, the way they explained it, it's like they were just describing like their reality. Like they just wanted people to know what's going on in Compton. When that came out, you know, when like black folks knew this, but when other people are listening to this, they're like, wow, like people really live like this. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So I definitely think we need to realize like the difference because, you know, kids hear that stuff and they think that now that's how they got to live their life. You know, they don't understand that. Okay, I'm just I'm just trying to tell you about my reality. They see it as like. And I guess kind of like how we even talked about social media, how it's like a false reality. Like now they hear people rapping about it or they hear people talking about this. Now I got to go do it, you know? And there's also some rappers who don't do the stuff that they're talking about either. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's also a problem. And, and kind of to touch on that, we're like the only community and only uh, genre of music that actually have to live anything that we're talking about. Um whether that's from violence or how we treat our women or our consumption of drugs, we're the only ones that actually have to, to live that, that lifestyle. Because if you're not living that lifestyle, then you're not uh, valid, so to say, in, in our spaces. And right. hopefully that's changing. I know, well, I'm just going to say, I feel like who's the top three right now within hip hop, Drake, Kendrick, and J. Cole, we can go back and forth on who's the top three, but I think those people are the people who are making the most money um, within the genre currently um, and who have the highest status. But those three people, you know, Drake talks about what he talks about, but it's not a lot of violence and J. Cole and Kendrick are the same way and they try to push a positive message. So it is definitely possible for us to talk more than uh, just degrading our community. and putting a bad name on us. So it's definitely possible. Jamil, you got anything to say? Yes, sir. That's why one thing I'm grateful for, you know, growing up is, is listening to artists or viewing artists. You always have a critical eye and a critical ear. So if they're talking about these particular things, you don't have to make them your life or your real life. Like you brought up NWA earlier. One of my favorite songs they have is, is Dope Man. And if you're not listening with a critical ear, you think he's talking about himself. He's talking about how, you know, Dope Man and I in the community growing up and how, you know, disrespectful they are. They, you know, giving a, a certain view. But if you're not listening critically, you would think he's living that. You know what I'm saying? So uh, us as black people, we got to get away from, you know, um, trying to think that we have to, you know, if you rap about a certain thing, or if you, even if you listen to those sort of genres, then that has to be reality and it doesn't. You could just enjoy the art as it is. Enjoy how people express themselves or relate to, to their audiences and things like that, but also doing that in a critical way. So you listening critically, responding critically, and go about your life in the way that you're supposed to live it. Yeah. Uh, and just to kind of go on that, and that can bring us into the next topic of just kind of living your life and, and, and determining how you want to live it. That goes into our next question, which is how does your parents' relationship affect how you view yours or uh, potential relationships in the future? If y'all want to kick that off, one of y'all want to do that? Go ahead. No, you can go first, Jamil, if you wanted to say something. <laughs> oh, she passes to Jamil. Okay, right, yeah, cool. Jamil. <laughs> one one thing I was I was I was not taught but told growing up is that um, typically men choose women that are like their mother. So mm. 
I was think I've been thinking about that for a couple of years. I just wanted to know if y'all think that's necessarily true or not. Uh, I think it's somewhat. My my mom is a Leo and my girlfriend is a Leo, so I don't know. I, I and I don't get into <laughs> astrology like that, but those those two are they're dang near the same. They can start up a conversation with with anybody, and they love service. So anytime somebody provides great customer service, they the same way. So I'll say it's somewhat true. Oh no, I don't really think that's true, right? Like, I mean, it depends. I don't know. How do I say this? I don't know. I don't really necessarily think that's true. Like, I don't really look for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like to keep it real, it's like it's some things like this ain't bashing my mom, my family, or nothing. You feel me? But it's like some things like maybe I don't want my girl to do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or just things I saw growing up, I didn't like. So it's like okay, maybe I I don't want to be. You you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I don't, I don't really see that as true. Yeah. I feel like to, like, answer, like, the, the question in a broader perspective, I feel like, at least for me, like, for certain things that I noticed between my parents growing up and, like, they're divorced. Um, and so, you know, certain things, like, I feel like I would look for the opposite. Like, okay, you know, this didn't work out. Like, I feel like I, like, I feel like that does definitely, um, like, what I look for definitely, um, basically how I was raised definitely has, um, you know, something to do with what I look for because I, you know, it's kind of like, that was what I had seen. So I want to look for something like that's better, but yeah, I feel like it definitely does have an impact depending on, you know, what you saw, whether like, like, yeah, basically how we were all saying like certain things like, if those were good traits, then you want to like cop- find those same traits. But for other things, yeah. Okay. Uh, to reiterate the question, do I feel like my parents' relationships have an effect on how I find my or view my significant other? Um, in a way, yes. Just because, uh, like you guys. Um, I've noticed things about my parents' relationship that I didn't like. And because of that, I took that and I'm like, well, I want this instead. So in a way, technically, their relationship did have an effect on how I view people. Um, I don't want them to be pretty much. Look, actually, my dad was a pretty much straightforward, clean-cut, up-stand-up type of guy. So I wouldn't mind to marry somebody like that. Um, my mom is also like a very dominant strong individual it's just like sometimes with two dominant people they're bound to clash so it's at that point it's really based on like how you guys can handle it but I I would like a a dominant minded man like you know somebody who's strong minded strong will because I believe I have to follow him like I do believe a woman should follow her man and the man should follow God so, um, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't mind dating somebody that was kind of like my dad. He, he was a clean-cut stand-up guy. Yeah, appreciate it. And I think I'm, I'm, I'll go next. Uh, for me, I didn't necessarily get to see my parents' relationship. Um, my dad was out of the house pretty early on really not even really in the house early on. So I didn't really get to see that. So I can't really uh, talk for their relationship. I know that they ended off 
off cool or and whatnot. And so I'm going to just stay out of grown folks business, but I can talk about my experience as necessarily not growing up with a father in the household. I know for me that lays the blueprint and that's one of the, you know, highest things on my list for once I do have a child that I'm, I'm always there and I'm always going to be there because I know the effects of a child growing up without a, a father within the household or not being, um, uh, in attendance for certain things. So I think that kind of laid it down. And also my mom, she's not a, a, a bashful person. So growing up, she never bashed my, my, my father or anything like that. Um, and, and so I think for that, I, I kind of gained a respect in things that I, I perceive on my own relationship, you know, try to be stand up and not hold things against people because um, both young, at least currently right now, both young. So um, I kind of let some leeway there and still, you know, stand my ground, but understanding that, you know, certain things come, certain things come to different people and different people go through different things. So uh, that's how I would perceive it as, as far as my parents' relationship, uh, according to me and what I've seen. Yeah, facts. Yeah, to go on with that too, like, like it was kind of like, I don't know, like, yeah, my parents weren't really like together the whole time, you know, like they... They were not together, like, soon after I was born type stuff. So I was always, like, kind of, like, back and forth. And then my dad was there, but, like, he was dealing with, like, addiction and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it wasn't, like, fully there. It's kind of with my grandma and stuff, you know. So, but, yeah, that definitely, like, affects how I see things. Like, because, like, one of my homies, like, his family, cool. Like, they do family gatherings. Like, everybody just cool. So it's like, dang, like, I want a family like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to make sure I have a nice family structure, right? Like, like mom and dad in the house. Cause that's something I never experienced, but mm -hmm. I see how other people and it's like, they seem like just happy and everything just goes together. And I know everything comes like trials and tribulations, but Thanks. when I outside looking in, that's what I see. It's like, dang, like I want, I want something like that. So yeah, it definitely totally has like an impact of how I feel. Uh, my, my, like my significant other, you know, what, what I'm going to look for. And Jamil, I know if you want to get back into it, I know you didn't really get to answer the question fully. Because yeah. um, we all kind of went around and answered your question also <laughs> with the main question. So if you wanted to get back to it, you can. Yeah, let me go ahead and answer the main question, um, yeah. especially when it comes to, you know, looking at a relationship from when you were little, like looking at my parents. Um, they were together up until a couple years ago. Um, but looking at, I have to go back to, um, I have to go back to what the lady said. Like, um, you have to look at certain aspects and then say, you know, these are some things I'm not going to do when I, you know, when I start my family. So there's some parts you could admire, you know what I'm saying? Like in terms of structure and things like that. But when it comes to like nurturing and things like that, I've observed things and how people interact with me. So I could take That's that. Yeah, I like to talk to people before I come in. But what time are we trying to go? Yeah. That. Yeah, so like that's that's pretty much what I was saying. Like, uh, there's some good things that I'm you know I'm grateful for, um, and then I could take certain things and not uh, take on the things that I you know problems with. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely, for sure. All right, so our next question, you know, I know we dealt with social media a lot earlier, and so we're talking about influencers, right? This this is like you know the big question, right? I know you I know what I'm gonna say, but what do y'all think of Kevin Samuels? 
let me let me uh like preface this first um because i don't think we really got to explain it last episode because we did touch on uh kevin samuels last episode but kevin samuels is blowing up on youtube um he is a image consultant and essentially he has a podcast slash show where he invites um majority women currently um a majority of women on the show and he's tells them kind of about themselves and trying to get a background of who they are um, and what they're asking for. He asks a lot of broad questions regarding to black relationships and what black women are looking for and what black men are looking for. And of course, there's not communication, as we said, between between the two groups. And so he is there and, and uh, depending on how you view him and, and what you take from him and if you see it as entertainment or not, that will determine what side of the coin uh, you're on and what your opinion is on who he is. So I'll let uh, Ariel and uh, <laughs> oh, just like me, I hear that name. It's just <laughs> my my blood starts to boil because he's such a narcissist. Yeah. Like narcissist. he tells he tells women that <laughs> if they already has started a family and the relationship didn't work out with their the father of their child that they might as well give up or lower their standards. But how many times have he been married? Uh oh. He got caught with a man in his bed. That's well, he—he he actually been. He, I think he's been married. He was divorced. I think. He, yeah, how many I think times? So exactly, Twice. exactly. So Twice. that's like pretty much telling him that him <clears throat> himself, like you don't deserve love because you already had how many three tries and it didn't work out. But so can I come like, back? Can I say one thing too? Uh, just not cutting him no bail, but also too, we take relationship advice from Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey had a number one selling book, and that man had how many? You know, how, was married how many times? That's another thing, but continue what you're saying. I just had to throw that in there because, you know, so, sometimes we got to take some things from other people, but we got to keep it the same. Eyes either. Okay. Like, he's not a God in my eyes either, but mm -hmm. Kevin, Mr. I've literally heard out his mouth tell a woman that she wasn't enough or pretty much bashed her for thinking that she was beautiful, comparing them to other women and saying like, oh, well, if you're in a room with this person, how would you rate yourself? Hmm. It, it's still a 10. I don't care if she, and he would say, he would compare these women to Beyonce. Okay, in a room with Beyonce, I still feel like I'm a 10 because my morals are correct. My heart is a 10. And if, okay, I'm not ugly. So, but for him, one time I literally seen him take a picture of this woman who said that she was beautiful, compared herself to Beyonce, said she's just as beautiful. He posted her picture on his page to for the world to bash her. And so happened, before I even watched the video, I had said like, yeah, I do think these women are both equally beautiful because they both have features that obviously complements their parents and they're both beautiful and unique in their own way. So then I watched the video and I was so proud that I had said that because it's like, this guy is a real jerk, jerk off. Like he looks like, a Bill Cosby reject and he feels like he could sit around Damn. and call other women ugly like literally out like he's just ridiculous he's a clown I don't like him <laughs> let me stop there I, mean, I, don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him yeah no um, to be honest I have only seen clips of his videos that have been reposted I don't really take the time to sit because I just know it's going to be some BS, like, bullshit, I'm just, that's all I'm going to say, because, like, 
Ariel said, I could tell from just, you know, the clip that I had seen that he's narcissistic because, I mean, I understand, like, it's good to have a certain level of criticism, like, hold our community, you know, have these important conversations in our community, but you How he can't just bash women, okay, just because she's a single mother, or whatever the case may be, based on their looks or this and that. I feel like it's wrong to also do that in front of an audience. It makes me wonder, you know, what is the purpose of this to just bash women and, and you know, make yourself look good? Or what what's the agenda here that, you know, makes me wonder about that, you know? And also, again, you know, why are we listening to this? Like, what are his credentials? Like Ariel said, he's, you know, had failed relationships himself. So who is he to tell women that no you're not enough you're not doing something good you're this this that i think that there's an issue there um but yeah this and i'm gonna say something after that um he had one of he had asked this question and he said oh what do black women owe to the community and, and like okay he said that as if we never gave anything from the jump like he didn't give us any type of credit. Like Harriet Tubman, Harriet Tubman, Rosa Parks wasn't a thing. Like we didn't help us get out of space. Like we weren't on the front line every time it was a protest. Like he didn't give black women credit for anything. He didn't even acknowledge that we do have black educators. He was just making it seem like it's not a lot of uh, African-American uh, teachers and stuff like that, or it's not a lot of successful African-American women. He just didn't give us credit at all. And it's just like, wow, like you, you, <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, how about it was black women that taught civilization, but we don't get any credit. Like, I mean, yes, we do owe the community, but we all it's not like we don't already give to the community and he was just making it seem like we don't give anything or we never gave anything and it's just like what we owe no we don't owe anything because we're already doing it we never stop like it like black women we do protect black men all the time because if anybody come for like a black man in front of me i'm gonna protect them whether i know them or not so it's like okay or if i see somebody and i know oh they might need something if i have it i'm going to give it to them or i will gladly share a piece of advice to anybody so it's like black women we do give back to the community but he didn't give us any credit at all like it was like we never did anything so it, it just kind of irritates me he irritates me a lot all right, hey, keep keep those. I know you dropped a couple points. Kind of keep those in mind. Like I want to get to like Jamil, then me, and then we're gonna build on those points. All right. So Jamil, what do you what do you think about uh, Kevin Samuels? I think that there's um. I mean, honestly, listening to what they're saying, I don't hear him giving a lot of black women credit, and it kind of make your head itch a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Why would you not? I mean, especially if your purpose is to build the community up. You got to get credit where credit is due, um, especially you take into account the whole civil rights movement that was fueled by women. So if you can't acknowledge that, I have some questions. Um, when it comes to him criticizing people's expectations and things like that, I think that some of what he's saying is true. So, you know, he kind of brings people down to reality. Like if there's a woman that had 
four or five children and she's like reaching 40 and she talking about she ain't want nobody except a dude that's making six figures with no children and that's going to, you know, wife, wife her up. She's just like, what makes you think that, you know, he's going to pick you? And it kind of like makes the women think like, oh, that is a good question. Why would he pick me instead of somebody younger with no children? So in terms of making them think on that level, I think it could be useful. Um, but if I were to do something like that, I wouldn't do it in that manner. Um, but I think, you know, you have to acknowledge some good and bad about it because there are a lot of women that saying that, you know, they help that he, his channel helped them out um, to secure marriages, relationships and things like that. Um, but it, in, in my, if I were to approach it, I wouldn't approach it that way. I don't believe in bashing black women on the internet. Um, no matter if they look like, you know, whatever or not, you know what I'm saying? Um, we should have a certain level of back to our standards, you know what I'm saying? Like the way we act in public, social media, that can't be done unless it was in-house, but that's not in-house, that's in public. That's what I think. For sure. Yeah, like, kind of like what you said, but I kind of think, I don't know, like, I kind of think, like, okay, I've actually sat down and watched, like, his full lives, like, a couple times, you know, because there's so much controversy around it, you know, there's a time where I didn't know anything about him, and I'm hearing, like, crazy stuff and i watched this full interview and some of the things people say about him like they're kind of like exaggerations like like you can take a clip of somebody like 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 the minister for example you know the honor miss louis farrakhan right they'll take a snippet of what he said in the speech and like make it like that one little snippet might not represent at all what he was saying and make it look a certain way right so i've seen like the one minute clip where he's talking to women you know what i mean but like they don't show before that when she was getting disrespectful and cuss him out or they don't show before that where she was explaining her situation and saying she wants a man with this, this and that, but then she don't have, she has this and it's just not lining up. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like definitely a lot of times he's kind of just getting misconstrued, you know? And, and when it comes to like, I know earlier, like we'll, we'll build on this too. Like when it talks about giving credit to black women, like he did do like something like that, like a topic, like, uh, you know, what do women owe their community? You know what I'm saying? And, I believe, like, there's definitely times I've heard him give credit. Um, Like, Shirazah Ali, for example, gives a lot of credit to her and the work she's done. And she even talks about the older generation. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'll even say, like, about, like, the good things we did when, of the black family structure. And he'll give credit to, like, the women. But he tries to make, like, a difference. Like, okay, these aren't the same women we're dealing with. You know? So he'll, like, make, like, comparisons like that. But I feel like a lot of times he's kind of just misconstrued and it's kind of just not fair. You know? That's fine. Yeah. you can go first before I go ahead. Um, thank you. Um, so you say that the he compare he does compare the women. He said they're we're not the same or whatever. Um, I don't I don't agree. Like I've seen I've watched videos as well where he pretty I've pretty much seen him play puppet master to these women where they might have an opinion, but after talking to him for like two minutes or two seconds, all of a sudden they no longer have that same mindset. They're pretty much feeding into whatever he say. Um, like I watched a video and it was, I believe it was talking about, uh, 
do women feel like they're ready for a relationship because or do women feel like it's enough men or enough women for relationships and a lot of women were saying they start off saying yes they do feel like it's enough women for relationships and then after hearing him speak they were saying like oh well you know what no it's not enough and they just wouldn't stand on what they truly believe because he was pretty much playing like puppet master in my head like you know i feel like if you feel like yes you're dateable and stuff like that then stand on that like a lot of times when women have conversations with him they don't stand on how they truly feel they just pretty much go with whatever he's saying and sometimes i do feel like he's a little bitter and um he he acts like that because he only speak about speak on like i guess like a five percent of women it all women don't act like that not at all like some of the women that um been on his show i don't act like them and i don't have those expectations but yet those are the only type of women women he glorified pretty much and saying like well this is these women feel like they only want this this that i feel like it's easy for a woman to accept a man who has five different children from different women and it would be okay in her eyes because she's going to love all of his children like they're her own and then still have children with him but if it's reversed how dare a woman with five different kids want me and i don't have any kids but if it was reversed she will love all of your children as if she pushed them out herself because she loves you and whether she's making, she's a millionaire or she's only making $25,000 a year, regardless, she's going to love you because she loves you and she's going to love everything that comes with you. But it's like for women, how, how dare you? How dare you? You got all these children because you thought that you could trust a man and love that one man and it didn't work out. And so happened, you do want better. You do want better. Why should we be shamed for wanting better, even though our relationships didn't work out in the past? If it was reversed, we would not care. Yeah, I, I think I agree with uh, some of the things that you're saying um, as well. Um, but for me, I think Kevin Samuels talks to a certain group, um, especially men, um, that men never really had because as far as uh you know black women not liking him and um you know so to whatever extent you don't like kevin samuels he is speaking to a group of men that f either feel like they don't have their voice heard or they can't share opinions because they might be canceled or they may come across the wrong way or or scared and i think what gets missed um kind of what's a disconnect with kevin samuels um information this is one thing that I don't like about it is because he kind of plays into women's wants and then kind of turns it around to flip them on their head. And I don't know if, if that's the right thing because he talks a lot about um, high value men and men making over a hundred thousand dollars when most of the women, less most of the women won't come in contact with a guy who is over a hundred thousand dollars. That's literally like 3% of the world. Um, not saying that it's not possible, but like even us as men, we're probably never gonna really run into a quote unquote Beyonce or a unicorn of our dreams or something like that. So I think he kind of plays into that and, and kind of bringing reality and how he does it, of course, is entertainment at the expense of black women, which is negative. Um, but also on the other hand, I will say there was 
media outlets before Cam Kevin Samuels as, as far as, um, and this is not a tip or tap, but I think this is why he's blown up so much. There was outlets for women to bash black men. Um, you know, if he's not making enough, he's not making 40,000 because, you know, some people will get on on Kevin Samuels show and say, oh yeah, uh, if he's making 50,000, I, I don't want him or I don't need him. You know, I need more, I need more money, you know, no matter how, you know, no matter how he looks. And of course that's not the answer for everybody because some people are okay with people who are making average money. Um, but I think that's kind of the group that Kevin Samuels caters to and why he has grown such a following because some men who are, you know, just average men, one in uh, average woman, you know, are kind of looking for that. And, you know, some women, at least that come on the, on his show are looking for the next level or the highest level. Um, and so I think with, with his show, he kind of, kind of exposes that to a sense, but also to one positive that I can say for his show is that he tries to push marriage um, and unity um, that, he kind of, you know, if, if a woman has multiple babies with, with a man, you know, he sometimes asks, Hey, why didn't you and the father get along? Like that, that's probably the best option for you. Like to, to get back with, with the man. That's the only thing that I would say um, when he's actually trying to give um, trying to help and give advice to people. And he's not trying to be funny or comedic or be entertaining to kind of grow that, that audience that he's gained. Uh, but that's it, though. That's that's kind of like the only thing that I could see is him trying to push the the black marriage, the, the black marriage um, concept. But I think he's probably going about it the wrong way. My um, go ahead. I was just my only thing, though, is like if men can talk about, you know, women's beauty characteristics and their bodies and like the way they portray themselves, if they can, you know, want a woman that, you know, fits their like checklist so to speak why can't a woman also have standards and also want you know the man that can provide the most for her and this and that like I think you know like it's okay for women to have like those types of standards I understand the conversation you know about you know okay if she has you know four or five kids now with different fathers okay you know that the conversation like oh you know but still like why can't she still have that same like list requirement if a man also has his you know requirements i feel like it goes back to you know women like needing to be like provided for and like that being part of their standards and their lists and what so to speak but that's just a thought that just came to my head look i, I definitely want to um y'all you already know where i'm going with this man <laughs> on social media, I, I posted something similar to that. So typically what I see, I don't know about you all, but uh, when women say they want X, Y, and Z from a man, I personally don't see a lot of backlash from men. But when guys say, look, I want a woman that does X, Y, and Z, is that's, that's, a, that's, nah, you can't go, you can't go in that direction. You know what I'm saying? So I put up a post like that, you know, expressing the modesty standard that I, I wanted. And then there are a lot of people that was just like, look, you don't understand this problem. And they attacked me on social media for saying, I want a woman that, you know, that covers up and presents herself a certain way. And, you know, you know how that goes. So, um, so what do you all think about that in, in terms of I, men expressing that? 
that, that's what it, the issue. it's funny you just said that because me and i was telling remy today when we were brushing our teeth that um i feel like women now need to hold men to the same uh requirements and that they hold women to like it's easy for women men to be like oh well can you cook can you clean can you wash yes 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 however now you're ready to ask can you change oil can you fix my tire do you know how to hang curtains it's like it's so easy for a man to be like well can you cook for me can you clean for me and all this other stuff like i dated a high value man for years and I don't know why I consider him high value just because he was making a lot because really, actually, he wasn't as high value as I thought, you know, he wasn't as high value. I thought like he made a lot of money, kudos to him, but high volume, he just wasn't there. He just made a lot of money. It was just that he couldn't really fix when my car was having trouble. He couldn't fix that. I had to pay somebody else to do it um definitely wasn't faithful and emotionally sometimes wasn't there for me either but he made a lot of money right no no so now i'm moving forward now that i'm older now that i got past that i'm okay with dating somebody that's not a high value man whatever that is um yeah it's a whole bunch of random descriptions I just yeah. leave it out of there. <laughs> I just yeah. leave it out of there. I mean, when he that explains was... it, it's not just about money. He talks yeah. about being being useful. You know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of what he sums it up to be. Now, as far as the money but part, a lot of men don't know how to do that stuff anymore. Like a lot of men don't know how to work on cars. A lot of men don't. If you're scared, they're probably just as scared as you. <laughs> I mean, can't hang or plunge or do a lot of those things anymore. But yet they hold women to the same standards as they did back in their grandparents day making sure she know how to cook clean and iron and stuff like that but yeah I, th I think we're, I mean, we're starting to get to the, the actual disconnect here i think um men have on our side at least i think men have just gone to the point like our only comeback is to say you know can you cook or clean um and not saying you know a lot a lot of women can't but um I don't think it's just as, as promoted as much. Um, I don't go into places saying, can you cook or clean? But the money standard for men at least has only increased. Um, like we were talking earlier with social media, if you're not buying her a Birkin or if you're not paying her rent, if you're not paying for the full date, um, it, it's like, a, it's, a, it's kind of that standard. So I think that's where the dis disconnect come from. Cause I definitely hear what you guys are saying. Um, as far as can you cook or clean? Um, I think that just think it's, you know, men kind of saying, okay, if you want me to be a provider and protector, you know, the old school way, are you going to be cooking and cleaning the old school way? So I think that's where that kind of comes from. And if it's that way, honestly, yeah. nobody, yeah, yeah sure. I was just going to say, because honestly, who who's really for real cooking right now? Like who really throwing down? Okay, you are, you know, a, a few. So Yada and, and, and Ariel is for real cooking, like for real chefing <laughs> up. That's, that's about it. Other than that, I can cook myself. I can, I can clean myself as well. And, and uh, 
Jamil brought that up in the uh, last podcast. You know, I can cook and clean myself, so I don't need that. It's going to be extra on top of that what I'm, you know, not essentially I'm expecting uh, on what I want, but it's not going to be you cooking or cleaning because I'm not, I can do that. If, you know, if we need to eat, you know, you want some pizza tonight, I'll go pick up some pizza or I'm going to throw in some baked chicken and some rice and broccoli in, in the microwave in the oven and we're going to get it cracking like that. I ain't expecting you to do all that, especially, you know, if you're working. And I think that's, that's what we need to start talking about instead of what we're all expecting from the other side is how we can work with the other side, what the other side is bringing. You know what I'm saying? Like, instead of focusing on, oh, well, if you don't got this, you know, if you can't, uh, if you can't cook or you can't fix my tire, then why, why are you asking for this? Or how about, oh, I can cook and yo, yo dad or yo, yo uncle know how to fix cars. And now we can work something out like that way, you know, figure out solutions instead of pointing out problems on the other side. So that's more what I'm trying to lean towards and what I'm trying to focus on more now, because I get tired of the battle, especially seeing on social media, folks asking folks to clean, folks asking folks to buy them Birkins. It's like, can we get with the times now? Ain't none of us cooking and cleaning for real. And ain't none of us for like the majority of us aren't buying people Birkins. Like let's talk about real solutions because we're real people. (laughs) Let's talk about real stuff. Let's, let's be honest. That's what I got on it. That's my two cents. Jamil, you got something to say? Not this time, bro. Y'all good. Y'all good. <laughs> I was gonna say I had I had a point. I'm My fault if I cut you off, y'all. The two. My oh, you straight. You straight. I'm trying to think. It was something you said earlier. I, I guess kind of like even like gender roles and stuff too. Like Sam brought it up, and Kevin Samuels, right? He says this a lot too. But it's like if it's gonna be like a traditional way, like if you want the men to do all that, then like I feel like a lot of women have a problem with it being like the traditional way, but they're asking for a traditional man. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't know. It's, it's just like, I don't know. Like I said, I guess like communication and just understanding, I guess the big problem. Cause like, if you want like men pay for everything, like protect, provide, like we're going to do those gender roles. Then it's like the women have responsibilities too, but it's like, sometimes it's like the men is doing this, this and that. And then like, when it comes to like a woman's responsibility, just from like experience or what I've heard, it's like, it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's like it's like they want a traditional man, but it's like they don't want to be a traditional woman. You know what I'm saying? So, what, what do y'all think of that? I think it's honestly the choice of women that you're choosing because it's like honestly in my head that I wouldn't say I would be traditional because I would still provide financially as well. Um, but in my head, more so like, oh, if you cover the mortgage, I'll cover like you know if the house needs groceries, utility, like toiletries and laundry and like little stuff around the house because that adds up as well. Um, like that type of things. But I feel like nowadays men are so obsessed with the stripper fantasy that of course you're not going to get a traditional woman out of a strip. Not, let me not say that. But most of the time that the women that men chase, they're not going to get the traditional woman out of them. Of course not. But it's women out here that still have those values that want that, that's actually looking for that agreement because uh, that's why I want to get married. I want somebody I could trust to go half on everything with pretty much to make life easier. And, you know, it's, it's women that still want that. I think I think.